Hello and welcome to another podcast. I say another podcast, very rare that I do a podcast, but it's going to become a more regular thing, um, you lucky, lucky bunch. Uh, I just want to say that during this podcast, I effed up a little bit where <laughs> the mic, I, the microphone went off, so I was just stuck with my mic from my camera, so it all went a little bit echoey. So if you're just listening with your ears and not watching with your eyes, then I apologize for that little section in the middle, uh, but we're just, you know, we're in the dojo, yeah? We're learning. This is just a training camp. We're not out there on the main stage giving it what for under the bright lights. We're in the dojo and you're in the dojo with me. And the way I say dojo is one of the most northern things I've ever uh, that's ever come out my mouth. Dojo. Hey, come in Tivet Dojo. <laughs> anyway, right, okay. Well, yeah, this one's just me on me, Todd, answering a few of your questions. And I'll see you on the flip side, because during it, I got a bit carried away and forgot to uh, give away the beers, which is the whole point. So I'll do that now, and I'll catch you on the flip side with the results. Enjoy. <laughs> Sink, clap, bosh. Now then. Now then, how are you? For people just listening on audio, I've started there with a close-up of my new beer. To the people that are watching on Patreon, there's my new beer, look. It's a John Peeler. We're just gonna, I'm gonna have a quick look at it because I'm aware that I'm putting this out as an audio as well, audio only. If everything's working, it's, it's audio only, so me waving and doing all my daft stuff doesn't really work, does it? But I just wanted to jump on, answer a few questions, um, tell you a little bit about myself, <laughs> my hopes, my fears, my dreams, see if we get along, see if you want to go on a first date, see where we can go from there. But I'm not up for anything too serious because I'm working on my noggin at the moment. Anyway... Right, so for those just listening, I've got a can of my beer in my hand, mate. It's my, um, it's your Bear Your Soul um, Hazy IPA, coming in at 6%. So it's not quite get your nappy on and send kids off to grandparents, but a couple of them will send you to, send you to bed, maybe. I'll make you do some bad stuff. There it is, that's front thing is just me on... Um, that's Scarfell, no, that's Ben Nevis, climbing Ben Nevis with no shoes on like a wally. And then on the inside, because it is a John Peeler, hold on, it wait till it, there you are, look. There he is, that's Trotters, there's a little bit of a, a blurb and stuff like that, but there it is. I've not even drank any yet, I've not tried it. And I'm not going to try it now either, I am sorry, but it's it's the morning. I know it's like, it doesn't look like it, but... Curtains are shutting up. It's uh, yeah, it's not even midday yet, so I'm just slurping. Uh, stop saying uh, I've got my rab cup because I went to the rab. I'll tell you this, like, let's just slow it down. I'll try not to be so scatterbrained and let you know what I'm doing. But I've been doing so much that I feel scatterbrained in my own brain, and I find it hard to get it out without being like just. It's like a shit. I'm like a shit magazine. 
with all my information. I'm not like a good book or anything. I'm like a really badly written magazine. Firing off unfinished articles. That's all I'm doing. But yeah, the Rab, <clears throat> a company who do the sleeping bags and stuff like that, they invited me to, uh, it's like a press day um, at their factory in Sheffield. So I got to spend the day at Rab. I got one of their new bags that I will show you soon because they've just started doing bags now. So I got one of them and I made my own sleeping bag, <laughs> which is going to be now my favourite sleeping bag of all time, which I'm taking out tomorrow with me on a wild camp. So I'll let you know, I'll let you, I'll let you see all that when I do it. Um, yeah, so I did that. What else have I been doing? Little diary, little diary. Um, I went to, oh, I went to London with my mate Matt. A few of you on here will know Matt Morgan. Um, we went down to London, met him in London, and we went to Aldo Kane's book tour and then went out afterwards. And I had a mint laugh. I had such a good time. I know Matt's probably got PTSD from it and he's probably still curled up in a little ball in bed thinking, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> but I had a mint laugh. I loved it. The only thing is, that was like a good few days ago and I've not stopped being on it since then. I sort of had such a good time and I've just been out just having it a bit more, a bit too much maybe. But we started raining it in a day or two ago and that's why we're here. We're having a positive week and getting stuff done. Knocking booze on Swede for maybe a week or two anyway. But yeah, if you're watching Matt, much love to you, mate. Because he sorted all that out for me, really. And I wouldn't have been able to do it if it weren't for him. You know? And people like Foxy and Aldo, they're my... They're my rock stars, really. I like, I just respect them so much. Uh, and just to be able to give Foxy Knuckles up and that was, that'll do me. I'm happy with it. I had a great time. It was excellent. Right, should we get into some of these questions? What else have I been doing? I was going to tell you some stories and all that sort of gear, but what time are we on? I'm aware that I don't want to, we're four minutes in. So with these podcasts, I'm going to do more regular stuff on here, just for you lot. And I'm even going to go take you on a, a patrons-only wild camp experience where you'll get to see a little bit of behind the scenes and we'll be a bit more sweary and a bit more naughty. <laughs> but I'll take you on one just for you. I won't film it, I won't put it on YouTube or anything. We'll just go on our own separate patrons-only wild camp and... Uh, yeah, just let you do that. We'll maybe just drop a few F-bombs around fire and that. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Well, we can get into a few questions. What I'm going to do is I'm going to answer a few of your questions and then let's say maybe five beers. I'll give away five beers. I'll just choose five people in the, in the comments below. You can slither into me DMs and I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll sign it for you as well. Do you a little message on it and, and then get it out to you so you can chin it. Happy days. Right, let's go. I've just been doing garden. Just been having a lovely day in garden. Morning. I've been doing having a morning in the garden. Spraying weeds and stuff. And it did remind me of summer I did when, and I'm gonna tell you it anyway on here. It's just when you know when you've you know you've fucked up. And um I was trying to think of like when have I fucked up and quite a lot <laughs> I've done quite a few absolute pretty special ones really but this one was <laughs> this one 
it was up there like and I'm going to tell you it now get yourself tucked in get your little tartan blanket around you and get your cup of get your little cup of tea out your rab cup right it was a long time ago it was when I um, I'd been gardening for other people for a while and I was gardening for this uh, this dude who lived on this farm he owned this big farm and he had contracts to do all these old people's homes in and around Yorkshire. So we would just rock up. We had ride-on mowers, strimmers, the whole kit and caboodle. And we just blitzed these big like um, old people's homes. And away we go. I'd just get in borders, do a bit of pruning and whatever. And this particular one, well, shall I say where it was? No, better not. Which we call it, right, I'll make up the village name is going to be called Nutterdale. <laughs> That's good. Right, and so every year, this, uh, this old people's home, they, <laughs> they have a thing called Nutterdale in Bloom, where the old people's home enters their grounds into like a flower competition or a garden competition where people go around with clipboards and see all their like plants and flowers and it's a real big event for some of them and because they're a lot they're old so a lot of them don't you know they're not going to get that many chances to do Nutterdale in bloom right so they'd got us the big boys round to do all the lawns so we would manage we'd like scarify the lawns and do all edging and cut them nice and stripe them up and all that sort of stuff. I don't mean ch -ch -ch -ch, like cut them up, but stripe them all nice with a roller on back at mower so it flattens the grass so that the light reflects and it gives a, a different shade on each each way it re, um, each way you flatten it so it looks like stripes. It's not actually; it's just the trick of the light. Um, so yeah, there's all these old deers, right? Looking forward to it, and I'll tell you something as well. And I used to go with the lawnmower and I used to ride past all these little windows in this old people's home and I'd just get little snippets of their lives and I'll tell you this, getting old, it's not jokes at all. And Because it, it was little snippets of just like, oh mate, sat on their own just watching telly or just, just sat there. And I thought, I don't want that for myself, so... It's a good job these days we've got online gaming and stuff. When we get that old, at least we can have a game, like play Call of Duty and that with our friends if they're still alive. Oh, younger people, it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, I'm off on the tangent again. Here we go. Right, so, <laughs> snippets. And then they got us round to do, to sort everything out for Nutterdale in Bloom. Is it called? Yeah, Nutterdale in Bloom. Now... One of the things that we do is there is a, it's like a weed killer, but it, it I, can't, I forget all the names of stuff now because it's been a long time since I did actual gardening because I went on to become a hard landscaper. So actual gardening, there was a, a name for some, for this weed killer anyway, that it would, it would only attack broad leafed plants. So weeds, essentially, it wouldn't attack the grass. So we would spray it on the lawn and it would kill off all the dandelions and, the, and all the other little bits and pieces that you don't want in your lawn. Now, also in this farm, in this place that I worked, we used something called Roundup, which is basically, and this stuff was the grade A stuff as well, like the under-counter gear, proper farmer's gear. 
And that would just kill anything, mate. That would kill anything. You could just, oh, just like a teaspoon of it and it would just annihilate a tree. It's lethal stuff anyway. Now the problem was, was that that was kept near this other stuff in the, in the yard. And guess what your boy did? Fuck, he took the wrong, I took the, <laughs> I took the wrong thing with us. So I took the roundup instead of this weed selective stuff. So me and this other lad <laughs> loaded up our knapsacks so them big square yellow boxes on your back. You get your breathing respirators on and all your gear and, and off you go. And these lawns, mate, if I could show you an aerial thing of it, it was like, there was just so many of them. They surrounded the whole area. Then there was some in these courtyards, just loads of lawns. So we're just going around and it took us maybe half a day to go around and spray all these lawns to get them all ready for uh, Nutterdale in bloom. And then, uh, <laughs> I think it was about a week later. No, not even that, maybe a few days later. Um, my gaffer was just like, what the fuck is going on? I've had the, I've had the head of this Nutterdale old people's home <laughs> onto me saying all the grass is dead. Literally all the lawns and everything is gone yellow, dead as. And it was just, it was a shit show. It was a, basically a shit show, right? And I had to, in my own time, so on a weekend, I had to go up and I had to like, you have this machine that spins like a scarifier and it just rips up all the dead grass. I had to go with that, rip up all the dead grass, rotivate all the lawns and then seed them all again. And the looks of all the old people just when I went like, because they, they couldn't enter the Nutterdale in Bloom competition. So like I would go past the windows and they're just like that. For the people that are just listening, I'm shaking my head and just looking sad and disappointed. Some of them were angry with me. It was a complete shit show. And I know for a fact, right, because there were so many of them there, that at least one of them will have died before the next nut of Dale in Bloom. And so I felt so guilty because I'm feeling like, fuck it, like Hilda. I was just done Hilda's last nut of Dale in Bloom. All it was for her was just these like barren wastelands of grass or mud, essentially just mud. Um, and it took me about three or four days unpaid work to, to just get it all summit like so that in the future the grass would take with the seeds. And I felt terrible. I bought a bouquet of flowers for all the old people and I bought a, a bouquet of flowers for the, uh, the woman that, uh, that run it. Um, and she was quite nice with me in the end, but I think a few of them old people went to their grave cursing me. The end. <laughs> and that's Nutterdale in bloom for you guys. Right, let's get into some questions. Stop nutting about. Let's go. Right, hold on. And I keep having to. Re I keep having to remember that I'm doing this as audio as well, Anna. So. Let's get into it. Right, Muzz asks, was you, was you really in the Power Rangers, lol? Yeah, I was, mate. Eight years in the Power Rangers, and Foxy knew it when he looked at me. He looked me in the eyes, and he's like, you're one of us, lad. You're one of us. Christopher Rees, how many cows would you say roughly 
have met their demise when encountering your headpiece. Follow-up question, what's the best way to compensate a farmer's loss? Um, how many cows have I headbutted to death? Countless, mate. Because I grew up, um, I grew up around cows. I've worked on farms, like as a landscaper, on farms and stuff like that. Um, and it's not the ones that have died necessarily, it's the ones that have just been injured, like brain damaged. They've come to me or charged, I've met them face on, stuck nut on, not killed it, and then they've just been a bit, just not right, just like a bit half ass, a bit semi-skimmed in head. <laughs> so they're the ones that I feel sorry, sorry for. What's the best way to compensate a farmer's loss? Suck him off. Right, just want, Mark Southers, just wanted to say a big thank you for giving me the inspiration to go wild camping. I loved every minute and I've loads more planned. Would you ever do a wild camp with a lucky Patreon winner? Probably not, mate, because just from like my experience with meeting people who you've not you've only known online, like it may be in the dating scene or whatever, is that sometimes it backfires, and I'm quite um, I'm quite spontaneous and quite you know stupid basically. I'm pretty stupid, so I've met some people in some right situations and got me sent into some right scrapes, which I'll maybe tell you about one time on another podcast. So. I probably wouldn't do that, mate, but I'm I'm hoping to do a, a Patreon meetup at Northern Monk at some point soon, so I can hopefully be able to buy you all a beer each, or a half. A beer, let's get, let's say, I'll buy you all a beer each at Northern Monk. Um, see if we can do that. Maybe we can do something with Matty Morgs and get his Patrons involved. I don't know what, like... I don't know how much of a crossover we have of people that are um, following us, but that might be good. Uh, right. Muzz, right, Muzz has come in again with another one here. Um, so I'm not going to answer that, Muzz, because there's too many people here. Rachel Gillis. There she is. Friend of the show. This isn't even a show. I don't do enough on here. That's a fact. I don't give you enough of... On here, so I do. I am sorry about that, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do better. I promise. I'm gonna try my best now that things are a bit more settled. Um, Cause I've been going through a breakup. I didn't like. Let's just get what's and all. Been going through a breakup, and um, yeah, it's it's it, it takes a lot out of you, and it's not nice. So you know, the dust is settling now, and I'm I'm, I'm focusing not on dating and all that sort of crap. Really, I'm just focusing on creating content and doing things that that make me happy so i'm going to be back doing more of these i've overshared there do i feel yeah well i've overshared and that's staying in and i don't care right rachel here she is friend of the whatever this is you've done a phenomenal job there hazy thank you rachel here's a question who would you rather be stuck in the wilderness with ed stafford bear grills or ray mears you have nothing but each other and you've got to survive. Um, then she said, that's a totally boring and obvious question, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not, Rachel. It's No, it's not. And I'm boring and obvious, so let's go. And then Ben's chimed in saying, it's a good question. 
I'd like to know if he would trade all three options to be stuck with Bob Mortimer instead. Obviously, yes, because Bob Mortimer's my hero. But out of Ed, Bear and Ray, this is going to surprise you and it changed recently. Before, it would have been Ray Mears because I feel like he's just, he's the godfather of it all and I love him. But I recently met Ed Stafford, properly met him in Leeds. And he was sound and he see, if he, I feel like he could have, I could have a laugh with him. Like he'd have a beer with me and that and, and have a laugh. So I'd, I'd say Ed Stafford there. Although he did say he didn't, he went on this island one time for a long time and didn't have a wank, which makes me think either he's lying or like he's got weird, like he's, he must have been lying because I think he was on that island for like two, two months or something and he said he didn't have a wank, but I don't know, mate, I don't know. Maybe he was just real dehydrated and it had all his nuts had shriveled up and he was just like, maybe a wank could have ended him. Who knows? Thanks, Rach. Rachel. Carol, your most recommended brew from Northern Monk, question mark, not including your own collaborations. My favourite was one called Infinity Vortex, which was a tank petrol collaboration. It was his Patreon project called Infinity Vortex. And they're bringing that back for another um, limited time only, so get involved if you get a chance to get one of them. Delicious. Steve Jones. Right, here we go. When out wild camping, hiking, have you ever been in a situation where you genuinely thought your life was in danger? Or times you look back now and think that was close? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, loads of times, mate. That's my life. When Matt pushed me off that rock and I nearly hit that other rock underground at water just recently, that could have been a de that could have been uh, death. Or when I've been out spearfishing and caught my arm, or caught me... I had my torch wrapped around my wrist so that I could, you know, if I drop my torch, it's not going anywhere. But because it was on a lanyard and it got caught in a rock when I was quite deep down, that was a bit of a bit of a shitter. Um, sleeping with my head in a load of red red ants, like the red ants nest. I've talked about that. That was a shitter. Uh, I've been out in some pretty ha pretty high winds, some pretty stormy stormy conditions where. I've thought if all my pegs come out here, this tent could just turn into like a parachute and I'm off. <laughs> I'm getting dragged off the side of this mountain. And it should be looked upon as dangerous. Like I should think of that as dangerous, but at the time I just feel like it's adventurous more than anything. So um right, thanks, mate. Daniel Alpin. I noticed you saying how the other day in a video. Is that a northeast? Is that a North Yorkshire East Coast thing? Or have you knocked about with Mackhams or Geordies at some point? And uh, it's entered your brain box by osmosis. No, mate. I'm, uh, I'm, well, I'm from the North East anyway. I'm from Whitby, so we pick up a bit of that Geordie twang. It's like a mixture of Yorkshire and, and, and all sorts of stuff in Whitby. So that's where that comes from. Michael. I'm, I'm answering these, but I've been boring, aren't I? I'm not being very much fun, but... I'm just trying to get through questions and answer them best I can. We'll get back, we'll get into doing more banter in a bit, maybe, or when I have some guests on. If I can get some guests to come on, then we'll maybe have a bit of banter, but 
Let's just get through them like a normal human adult. Stephen Jones, have you ever considered getting a dog to boost your Insta followers, YouTube subscribers? Yeah, mate. I got a, like really went down the rabbit hole of getting a. I really wanted um an Australian sheep. Oh, what are they called? Cattle dog or something? Or um, I just something that could keep up with me in the mountains anyway. But then my mate got a collie, a border collie. And he had, to, he had to walk it like three or four times a day. And I thought, do you know what? At the moment, I can't even walk myself three or four times a day. So until I'm in, until, until yeah, maybe later in life <laughs> to boost Instagram followers. A dog is for life, not just for Instagram. Right, Theo Paul. Hiya, Hazy. Hiya, mate. What, are you, what you're doing is immense, much respect. What are your favourite shroomy boys to find while out and about? Any advice for anxiety while solo wild camping? Thanks for all you're doing. Inspiring work. Cheers. Thanks, mate. My favourite shroomies are, and I'm going to go and find some tomorrow in my, I've got a spot that I go, is hedgehog mushrooms. I love hedgehog, mush, hedgehog mushrooms. I just love the flavour. I love the texture. Um... Ah, oh, they're just lovely. I love cauliflower mushrooms if I can find them. Obviously, seps, morels. Um, there's a few um, heavy hitters. There's a few big. There's maybe like four or five that are like top chumps, and then there's a few little side ones that I like. But um, yeah, hedgehogs at the moment are probably my favourite for that for just eating on the fly or. But it's got to be seps, like penny buns, if you're going to dry them. And the flavours are just ooh, delightful, mate. Any advice for dealing with anxiety while solo while camping? Yeah, mate, just don't be a little side salad. Don't be a side salad, mate. Jokes. Toxic masculinity jokes there from me. Uh, stop saying her. I'm saying her a lot. Am I nervous, do you think? Oh, chill out now. There you go. Chill out. There's my advice. Um, I've caught myself before when I've been camping. I don't know. If, I don't think it was. It's definitely not the wild camping that was making me um, anxious. It was just life stuff. I had a lot going on, and I found myself. Even though I was sat by fire doing what I loved, my jaw was aching. I'd realised my jaw was aching. I've just been like clenching my jaw, and my shoulders were up. So I just put my shoulders down, relax my jaw, and take a few deep breaths. And then just appreciate the situation I'm in. SD card got full and back. Right. Yeah, take a few deep breaths. Appreciate your like just appreciate your surroundings. Um don't be anxious, mate. Don't be scared because if you're out wild camping, I always say like if wherever you are, you're probably the only person who's out there and you're the one who should be people should be worried about you, mate. You're the nutcase out there wild camping, so just own it as top of the food chain and appreciate it. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes you'll go out there and you'll be too um, focused on the task at hand of actually wild camping. Like I've got to get a, get a fire going, I've got to get my food going. You're, you're very busy and it's, it's only, you have to learn to do this, but it, it happens when you go camping for a long period of time. So if I'm there for multiple days, I sort of tune into my environment, I slowly forget my mobile phone, 
Because on a one-nighter, you are just there being like, oh, you still can check Instagram if you've got signal or fat about watching videos or anything, but in a longer, on a longer camp, all that sort of doesn't make, it, it, it goes, it strips away and you can just, you sort of relax into it and I don't know, you, you, you sort of get a synergy with everything around you and become part of nature more so. So I'd say that mate, yeah, just give it time, give it time. And if you do get anxious, don't worry about it, don't feel bad about it. Just give it time mate and enjoy it, enjoy yourself. Andrew Emmett, when do you think your collaboration Northern Monk is the most enjoyable? Whilst having a few with a group of mates or when out solo camping? What? When do you... Whilst having a few in a group of mates or when out solo... Oh, both different, mate. I get more out of it when I'm solo camping. I've always said that. Because I can be quiet. I can be quiet. I don't have to... You know, if I'm with a group of mates, Oftentimes it's just a slurp session it and then you're like Wee. you don't really take it in but there have been times when I've been on my own where I've had real life-changing experiences you know without any booze even just out on my own doing these things so yeah definitely solo Charlie formerly known as Harry B now then brother that's a solid amount well done to everyone involved uh, do you miss the mullet question mark Personally, I've been rocking one since things kicked off and feel feel all the better for it. I for those I shall shall I I'll try and put a little picture of me with a mullet here. I um oh mate yeah just halfway through lock first lockdown I started seeing somebody and um I'd only been seeing them like not long at all week or two and they lived in Leeds and I went through and I was staying in her her, her, her apartment while she went to work. And I started, Ed started to go, you know, like, because of cabin fever and that. So I went out and I got a tattoo of a pressed buddlier that she'd done when we first met. I got that on my leg and got a mullet at the same time. And that was me having a mini little, that was my Britney Spears moment. So I'll put a picture on there, hopefully, for you to have a little laugh at. During lockdown, camping and hitting the woods has kept me on the straight and narrow but I was set up to do the West Highland Way just as it kicked off. Unfortunately, since then, my fitness has gone to shit. And I've gone up three cup sizes on the old moobs and couldn't find the motivation to get back out until watching your barefoot, <clears throat> until watching your bare your soul, Cape Wrath, and Cape, until watching your bare your soul and Cape Wrath vids. Question, do you have a set routine for the build-up to get your body and mind prepared? Never have, mate, never have. I've got, um, deep down I've just got this little thing that I can unlock when I need to, and it's just, I don't know mate, I think it's 50% grit, like just grit and determination, and 50% just being stupid, and I can lock, I can sort of tap into it whenever I want, <laughs> really. Obviously do prepare yourself a little bit, because you don't want to get found out, like I've already got a base level of fitness from doing my triathlons and my Ironman and, you know, I'm, I lead a relatively fit lifestyle. Uh, sometimes I go up a few boob sizes, mate. I mean, I'm, I'm there at the moment, but... Yeah, just... Yeah, don't go, just don't go... In fact, just go, mate. You're either going to do it or you're not, are you? You'll soon find out, mate. Suck it up and get stuck in. <laughs> right, Lewis Clark. 
Could you give a list of the top five or ten if you have time? Definitely will have time. You can also do three places. Your favourite places to walk or camp. Top five or ten. I can't do that, mate, but my two favourites, obviously, are the, well, recently have been the Cape Raft Trail and the Coast to Coast. Long distance hikes, mate, I love because, as I was saying before, you really... You know, a couple of days in, you just become the trail. You know, you you, you get a routine going, and you can really get a, a feel for your surroundings and for nature. Gazarenko, question one: If you could only keep one tent for the rest of your one nut hazy days, which one would it be, and why? Oh, don't know, mate. I don't know. One no one. My Alak 2, my Hilleberg Alak 2, it has to be. Because I can use that as sort of a family, I can get a couple of people in there for car camping and stuff like that on campsites. I can take it up into the mountains. I would never be doing any of that. I wouldn't be doing that long of a distance hiking in it though, would I? But it's going to last me a lifetime, and, it, and also it means a lot to me. My Alak 2. Question 2. Can you rate all your beers out of 10? Sorry, mate. That's going to take too long and I'd have to get them. I've got cans of them all in there. I'd have to get them all and do that. Sorry. Um, Scott S. I'm from Canada, so likely won't be able to get um, a beautiful beer scent. But I just wanted to say I'm proud of you, Hazy. Been following you for years. I feel like we're best friends. Oh, I'd be and a lot of us would be lost without Hayes Outdoors and Joey Von... <laughs> Joey Von <laughs> Eagle Nested Grimes. Good one. Much love from the great, great white north. Much love back to you, mate. I appreciate that. And it's messages like that sometimes that that keep me going, that keep me that keep me doing what I do and make, keep making the videos. Because I do, the, the amount of it, like I get a lot of messages and, or across all like social media and stuff. Some of them are just like, well, like it's heavy. Like you've saved my life or you've really like turned my life around and all this. And, you know, it's like a, it's like a, it feeds into itself because like some, like you saying that, people saying things like that, that gives my head a, a shake sometimes and gets me out doing it. So thank you instead. Like, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate it, Scott. Mark Bird, what's the best advice you can give a novice camper gear wise and knowledge wise? Start cheap. That's the best thing I can tell you. Start cheap, because you might not like it. Start cheap and go to a campsite. You can get these campsites now that are sort of nearly wild campsites where you can have a little fire pit, a little controlled fire, and just see if you like it. Get all cheap gear, lend beg, beg borrow and steal. Just see if you like it, because you might not. Um, and then take it from there, mate. And the next thing you know, you'll have a, a room dedicated to camping equipment with well over 10 tents. There's too many tents. Cheers. Aaron Ken. Am I flying through these or am I not? Oh, shit house! Right. I fucked it with audio there, mate. Sorry. Audio went shit because I forgot to turn this on. So I've just been using that mic and it's echoey. Oh. I was going to say something awful there, but I've been echoey summit, summit, summit. But it's echoey. Echoey is a hippo's yawn in here. So the audio would have been rubbish for that last bit. Sorry. It's a shambles, mate. Sorry about this. I'll get better, won't I? I'm just training. I'm not good at this. 
I can make a decent, half-decent wild camping video, but just sat here doing all this. I need to do, I need to work on it. I need to work on it a bit. Move that back there so it's not rattling when I'm doing that as well. That's better. We're back. Ah, oh, fucking hell, sorry. Sorry if all audio was shit there. It's my bad. My bad to all those just listening on audio as well. God damn. Right, I'm going to have to start skipping a few of these because it's, um, it's getting on a bit. And I don't want to be doing like, multi I don't want to be doing Joe Rogan length podcasts. Um, an hour tops for me. If I can keep it under an hour, half an hour to an hour, that's me good. I'm happy with that. Drying at Dave. I already ordered mine, so don't enter me. Are oh, you? But I will ask a couple of questions, please. Have you been tempted to try any wild camps abroad, or do you think we're spoiled for choice in good old Blighty? Well, Dave, I am actually planning on going abroad to do a bit of wild camping very soon. I've got a, I've got my eye on a long distance trail somewhere in the Nordic realms, which is one of the toughest trails that you can do. Very remote, and apparently it makes the Cape Wrath Trail just look like, you know, look not as vast. So I'm gonna be trying that, mate. Yeah, and apart from that, just Ibiza, innit? Off to Crete, off to uh, Wayne Lineker's bar in Ibiza to keep under one of his DJ booths. <laughs> hey. Right, if you could, while, if you, if you could go wild camping abroad and choo and could choose anywhere, what would be your destination and why? Oh yeah, the Nordic mate, Norway, I think, because it's just rugged. Vast and rugged. Like my back. So we'll choose that. Um, thanks for the constant chuckles. Namaste. Namaste to you, mate. Namaste out of trouble, lad. Toffee Blue, he says, I miss Joey D. Well, I miss Joey D too. Now he's got two children. It's hard to it's hard to get him to go out or do anything at the moment. But I've made him pencil in this coming Sunday, so we're gonna go out. We're gonna microdose some shrooms, <laughs> and we're gonna go out for a bit of a wild camp um, with some other stuff as well involved with it. So look forward to that. Cause I look forward to it. Hopefully, Joey D will be on fine form as always. Laszlo Hollyfield, do you agree that Silverfin Apocalypse... Do you, do you agree that the Silverfin Apocalypse would be much more terrifying than the zombie apocalypse? In the, Silvervin, in the Silverfin Apocalypse, dolphins and silverback gorillas unite with their unique combination of brains and brawn. They easily pick us off. They easily pick us all off from in front of our TVs or out on our DDs. Even a mango would be of little use. What are you saying? So if dolphins and silverbacks unite and combine their brains and brawn. Yeah, but what you've missed out, mate, is they've united but they've fucked it and they've got gorillas' brains and dolphins' brawn, so they're just thick. They're just like thick fish on land flapping around, so you just go and boot them. Just boot them in the dome. <laughs> Done. Flying headbutts. You could do, you know, like the people's elbow. That is one of my moves is the people's elbow, but just with my head. So I just like, ah, oh, just work the, that's my favourite weapon, that. Is my, I just use my temple straight onto them. Risk it for a biscuit. 
Right, Cybell, can you confirm or deny that you have developed the catapult yips, much like Bristow with the darts, and that's the reason we haven't seen you beat. <laughs> haven't seen the beast in a while. Dude, I was watching someone play golf with the yips. Who was it? <laughs> Who was it? It's like a famous basketball player, I think. Real big lad, obviously. He had yips and he was teeing up, he was like teeing off. And he was going, Ugh! and then pausing there and then going, Ugh! the the yips like that. Um, no, I don't have the yips, mate. I've just been real busy and um, getting time to practice catapulting is just really low on my list of things at the moment. But I'm off for a proper bushcraft camp tomorrow because it's been a long time. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to take my cast iron pan. I'm going to take my catapult. I'm just going to take my lantern and have a proper bushcrafty time of it. So maybe have a little blast with it then. <laughs> Shout out the yips. That might be now. My next beer is going to be called the yips. Hops and yips. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what the yip, what what yips is, just Google it, mate. I can't be bothered to tell you. The yips. Should I Google it? Because this is a podcast, isn't it? Yips. Let's get the let's get the actual thing. <laughs> the yips are involuntary wrist spasms that occur most commonly when golfers are trying to putt. However, the yips can also affect people who play other sports such as cricket, darts and baseball. It was once thought that the yips were always associated with performance anxiety. <laughs> I get the yips when I'm having sex, mate. <laughs> oh, I don't really. Right, Lan Laszlo Holyfield, what a name that is mate, Laszlo Holyfield. Oh, you've already said, right, sorry. Laszlo comes back in. P.S. Awesome job on the free peaks. I did Penny Ghent while doing the Pennine Way. And all the cobblestones on the way down absolutely killed my feet. I can't imagine doing it barefoot, respect, respect to you. Ben Kelly, congrats on the new, congrats on the new beer mate. What celebrity would you most and least like to do a multi-day hike with? Least likely be probably Louis Walsh. Because uh, I just... Or... Who else? Louis Walsh has always ground my gears, mate. I don't know why, I just don't like him. Uh, the most I'd like to do a multi-day hike with... Uh, Celebrity, multi-day height. You'd have to have someone fit, wouldn't you? Um, Warwick Davis, probably. Adrian Savage. Never mind the daft questions. Where can I buy some of this amber nectar and a northern monk donating a percentage to calm from sales? Do you know what, mate? No, they're not. They didn't uh, do that. But they did put my Just Giving page on the inside of the can, which was excellent of them. And now we're, at, we're we're pushing towards 12 grand, mate. And I'm gonna do something with this, look. I'm showing you this now, it's a sneak peek, right? For those just listening, I'm holding up a picture. It's a painting. It's a painting that my boy, like, I don't wanna tell you too much, but it's a painting anyway, of the three peaks, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some stuff on it in bright green as well, and then we're gonna auction it off, and that'll be the last thing I do for the charity, which will hopefully get us to 12 grand for Calm, which is amazing. Thank you to everyone that's, um, that's sponsored.
Phone's going, look. Where's that? Halifax, England. Don't think so, brother. Right. The gas man. Right, don't write this question off. It's very important. Would you rather have cow's udders? Oh, it's one of these lads, isn't it? Would you rather have cow's udders on your chest and lactate quality craft ales, but a farmer has to milk you into a bucket? Sounds good. Or would you rather have a massive set of female breasts on a male's body, but you can only lactate Carlin? All the best, mate. Look forward to the podcast. These questions are dumb, aren't they? That is dumb, isn't it? And there's me, like, really thinking about it as well. I'm not having cow's udders, mate. No chance. That's mental. <laughs> I don't care how much craft ale they spout out. I'm not having it. I'll have a nice set of female teats, mate, with Carlin. Them little Carlin fountains. Thank you very much. Right, James Coleman, what's your favourite sandwich? Don't know, mate. Fish finger sandwich, maybe. No, chip butty. Nathan Stevens. Hello, Uncle Hazy. How long have you been a landscaper? And what made you get into landscaping? Oh, mate, years. About 20 years. 15, 15, 20 years of being landscaping. I went to college for it and that. And then I worked for other landscapers for a long time. And then I set up my own business. Maybe 10 years ago. Um... And I got into it because I can't take direction very well with other people. I, I'm not very good at working for other people. I always feel like I could do it my, myself better. And I've always loved the outdoors, as you know. And so it was just a natural thing, mate. I started gardening. At first, I would just like... I, I got a national diploma just in horticulture, so I just deal with like trees and plants and doing all that sort of stuff. But then I gradually just started doing like patios and driveways, artificial grass ponds. And then I, I did a design course so I can, I do all the garden designing and um, I had a small team that just built the gardens with me. So I've always just loved it, mate. I've always loved it and quite good at it. And it's a trade in it, so I've always got it in locker. I've always got it in locker, but I've put that, I don't do as much anymore. Like I'm not on site as much anymore. Um, I did do a nice patio the other day, though. Thanks for your question. Michael Ward. Oh, for who the... Who's this? Why is it when I try to cut down my pack weight, it always ends up weighing 40 ton? I don't know, mate. Get a smaller bag and then you've got no choice. There you go. Have you seen much of Tom Geowizard's videos? The guy who did the straight line missions. Love all the content. Watched your stuff before also Matt Morgan's. And you came together to make all my dreams come true. Off topic, my dad used to work with Joey D. <laughs> That's a great that your dad used to work with Joey D. I assume in as an as a teacher. What are you saying there, mate? Have you watched Tom Tom? Geo Wizards videos. The guy who watched a straight line. Yeah, I watched one of them where he went across Wales. I think I watched one episode and then I just... I've got the attention span of a coked up goldfish, mate, so I can't really stick with stuff. So, no. I'll maybe check that out again. Lazaro is back. Laszlo Holyfield is back. What would your DD... I can't answer. You've had, you've had your turn. 
Right, Rose Braisby. Hiya, Hazy. Serious question. Would you rather have 100 duck-sized elephants or one elephant-sized duck? If it's the elephant-sized duck, what would you name it? An elephant-sized duck. I'd just name it fucking... <laughs> I'd name it fuck that. No, duck that. No. No. Uh, I'd have a hundred sized no I'd have a hundred duck sized elephants and sell them to rare like to like Saudi princes uh, so they could have them as pets they'd pay big bucks for them hundred of them two mil each that's me set for life unfortunately I think some of them like the the real rich boys would eat one like one of the rich boys would buy two, eat one. And that's a shame. That's a shame. Ben Burns, Hayes. I've got two daughters and I'm bringing them along on my adventures. They're two and five years old. I'd love to hear your perspective on bringing your kiddo outdoors and making sure they have a great experience. Hashtag dad life. Bring a book. <laughs> bring some books. Bring an iPad with some downloaded films on it. Because then if they get bored of staring into a fire because it isn't a thing you know you have to make it interesting for kids so do some nice cooking you know like let them whittle their own sticks get some marshmallows make it interactive for them and then if all that fails Peppa Pig on iPad get in sleeping bag chill out while dad sinks a few Ben Milne Hayes me and my wife my wife and a couple of our mates went to Great Langdale on a walk to Blee Tarn. I sent my drone up and after a swift malfunction, we watched in awe as it went through the clouds never to be seen again. I like to think it landed gracefully on the doorstep of a lonely son of a local chimney sweep or something like that. But more than likely, it's still up on one of the Langdales. Anyway, question one. What's the strangest and most random thing you found whilst camping, hiking, swimming, staring through people's curtains? Two, do you reckon my drone caused any trouble, like falling from the heavens and landing straight into a nun's bathtub? Much love. I don't know, mate, there. I don't know, mate. Strangest thing I've ever found? Uh, no, I don't know, mate. I found my GoPro, actually. I lost my GoPro for a couple of days. And then I found it again in the sea recently in Cornwall, which was amazing. And your drone, mate, is not, I'm afraid to say your drone is just litter. So you've just littered the Langdales with that there. But thanks for the question. Much love back. Craze, dearest Hazelnut, what is the most Yorkshire thing you've ever done? Thank you for being you. Watching your turnip always lifts my spirit. You're a real one. Much love. <laughs> I went camping with a turnip. And that ain't even a joke. I actually did. What's the most Yorkshire thing I've ever done? It's just, I am Yorkshire. I, um, well, I've been hunt oh, uh, hunting rabbits with whippets. <laughs> you can't, in a, well, I think I had my flat cap on, did I? Maybe. Yeah, hunting, ra well, hunting rabbits with whippets. Uh, that was pretty thing like my great granddad and my family on my mum's side are very Yorkshire. Very Yorkshire. 
like fishermen and poachers and just old school mates. So I've done a lot of Yorkshire things. But like shouting at a whippet in a field with a flat cap on is pretty up there. Like Gareth Wiseman, now then, Sunshine, and my favourite Yorkshire brethren. Question about the Cape Raft trade and food. With the long days and only eating one big main meal most days, double fish and chips in other pool, did you lose weight? And do you normally eat like this in a sort of intermittent fasting way? And love from Lancashire. And I did lose weight, mate, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I ended up getting quite svelte after, is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, I lost, lost quite a bit of weight by the time I got to the end, but I had a bit of pudding to lose anyway after lockdown, so I didn't, I didn't mind too much. And yeah, you just, you just put yourself in a fasted state, which is optimum. I find that my body works better in that state if I'm doing exercise and having to use my brain and stuff. And yeah, I'll sometimes, I'm, I'm just starting to fast again now. I'm putting myself in an intermittent fast of 18 hours. 18.6 or whatever it is. And um, yeah, I find it helps, mate. I find it does help. Um, Alice Foster. Hey, Hazy. Do you talk to yourself off camera? I natter to myself all the time, just wondering if having a camera to talk to might be a better look. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't even need to have it switched on. <laughs> yeah, I'll cost to talk to myself. I'm an only child, so I'm constantly talking to myself. My ex-girlfriend used to catch me just doing like practicing my accents or singing a song I've made up trying to freestyle or whatever so yeah I'm always talking to myself and it does help having a camera I guess it's a focus something to focus your um, your thoughts onto it and I guess what that's what kept um, that's what kept Tom Hanks going on it with Wilson is just having something to 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 direct your thoughts to to, and then to get them out sometimes, because it's a bit of a whirling... Sometimes it's too much to, to voice it, makes it a little bit easier to know what you're doing. <laughs> and you look like a psycho, but whatever. Uh, what's it smell... Oh, Jeff Armstrong, what's it smell like on the drive-by? Don't know, mate. Not had any yet. I'll let you know. Paul Hopkins, well done on the fundraising, mate. Great work. In the spirit of the cause... Then apart from getting outdoors and testing your me your metal against the common enemy, the cow, what's the thing? I'm right. I'm shit at reading as well, so sorry. What's the one thing you'd recommend anyone to do to keep their head in shape? One thing, if it was just one thing, I would say sleep. I would work on my sleep hygiene and make sure you get you know a good between seven and nine, you know seven to nine hours a night of good hygienic sleep and then everything can work from there uh, there's a what's his name there's a sleep specialist who's got a book out and it's amazing and then he tells you the importance of sleep like just for your brain to lose weight to just to to there's a reason why people say oh I'll sleep on it because you sleep on that it just Connect all your neurological pathways. It helps you so much. So I'd just say sleep, man. Just If you're not sleeping well, I'd work on that first and then go from there. Ben Kelly, back in again there, Ben. What's the worst thing you've eaten off for you? A slug. Uh, Dominic Whiteman. 
Amazing effort with the barefoot walking. Very impressed and for a great reason too. What lightweight, cheap, £200 or less tent would you recommend? I was looking at the new 2021 version of the Lanshan one. What are your thoughts? There are so many out there and I need some advice. Cheers. The Lanshan 2 Pro, mate. The Lanshan 2 Pro. It's only a little bit heavier than the Lanshan one and you get loads of room and you get two doors, which for me is just amazing. And yeah, that's one of the best tents I've ever used. Uh, Stephen Jones. Had one of these yesterday as a treat after a, a fell race. Lovely stuff. Thanks, mate. Laszlo Holyfield again. How are you, mate? I can't keep going. I won't answer that. Sorry. John Weldon. All right, here's a Potter mess. I've already sampled the beer and it's, it's a cloudy, thick and juicy delight. Wouldn't say no to some more, though. Obvs. I was wondering about any foreign adventures you might have been on. Got any tales from any wild camps and any... I've answered that before. Coming up, I've slept on beaches and stuff in um, in the Balearic Islands. I've done a bit of beach camping and stuff like that, but I've never filmed anything. Two questions, if I might, Sir Hayes. This guy doesn't even have a name or an avatar. Or a, how easy did you find SAS selection? My mate Andy McNasty said you were the top recruit. Andy McNasty's right, actually. Um, how did I find it? Easy, piss easy. Number two, when you banged out Mike Tyson, was it either then, was it, oh, when you banged out Mike Tyson, was it easier than when you headbutted a cow? Was it easier? Uh, no, one, it was harder, mate, because I worked, my headbutts are clean. My, my, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a proponent of the headbutt and, you know, a cow's skull is nails, mate, so it took a lot, it was more, I feel like it was more of a, re, more rewarding than back, I didn't really want to bang Tyson out, but he stepped, he stepped to it, so he had to go down. The gas man, I'm back again with question two, <laughs> and a slightly more serious one, Rewatching some of your old vids, as I often do, are you going to get yourself back to David's wood anytime? Fingers crossed it doesn't need a clean-up. Oh, I don't know, mate. It's, uh, I feel like we've done that to death, and I don't like to go back to the same place too much because then it just feels like... It doesn't feel adventurous for me. I like to I like to mix it up with my camping. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I think we've done enough, have we? That's it. Sorry it's been a bit fast... A bit fast-paced and just, like, reading them off because that's all I've been doing. <laughs> But I do appreciate everyone, everyone's support, and uh, and thanks for this, especially for this, mate. This um, this I'm really proud of this beer, and I'm proud of everyone who sponsored me and and how it all worked out. And because I started it, doing it before the pandemic, I started to train for it, and so it felt good to finally get it all done and. At times I didn't think I was going to do it, mate. There was times on the National Free Peaks going up Ben Nevis that I thought I wasn't going to do it. And there was definitely times during the Yorkshire Three Peaks that I thought I wasn't going to do it. So to actually have done it and um, and uh, and to see it all in front of me, like to see the money that's been raised and the positivity that's, positivity that's come from it, it's just humbling and it's everything I could have, like everything I wanted from it. So... 
I'm really pleased and thank you to everyone who sponsored or who got involved. I really do appreciate it. Um, what else? I think that's it, mate. So what am I doing tomorrow? I'm off camping. I'm off actual camping for me. I'm not doing any long distance hikes. I'm not doing anything fancy. I'm going to do an old school bushcraft out at woods, get a fire going, do some mushroom foraging and have a proper autumnal camp out. Thanks to everyone for watching, uh, sorry, not watching. Thanks to, for watching if you watched all this on Patreon. Don't know why you would. And uh, for, if you're listening, thanks for listening. I'll be back again soon with another podcast. I have got dreams of, and aspirations of having guests on once I figure out what I want to do. I, want, I don't want to just chat breeze. I want to have some sort of structure or some sort of thing that I do. I like the idea of doing like the zombie, zombie apocalypse podcast and getting people on. But yeah, I'll get some guests on and then the actual audio podcasts will be going out into the wild. And we'll see. We'll just see. We'll see what happens with it, mate. We'll see what happens with it. But I'm going to start doing these more regularly. <clears throat> just maybe telling you some stories or some anecdotes or just giving you some advice from things that I've learned about looking after your noggin or your body or wild camping and, and spearfishing and things that I'm into. So if I can maybe share a bit of knowledge with you lot, then I'll keep doing that. But I'll maybe not do the questions because it is a bit <clears throat> quick fire, in it? I'll maybe just do some, I'll pick a subject and we'll maybe just do some chats, some solo chats. And we could maybe even phone people, couldn't we? Do some phonings. Get Matty Morgs on there and Joey D. And all sorts. I've got the owner of Northern Monk. I've got some big names as well that, that follow me on Instagram and want to come camping with me. So there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. <laughs> Thanks for watching slash listening. Take care of yourselves. Bye for now. Like that. Get me papers. Goodbye. See you later. Oh, I've got loads of stuff to show you as well, but I'll show you on another video. Right, I'm waffling now. Take care of yourselves. And there we go. That, apparently, was a podcast. And that was an hour long. So, for me, that's pretty good going. Now, I didn't do any uh, I, didn't, I didn't give away the beers on the actual podcast because I forgot and as I said about being a coked up goldfish that's just what it is so what I've done is I've just I was going to give away five beers now a lot of you entered and I thought you know what I'll sacrifice some of my own stash and I've got one two three four five six seven I've got 12 actually I've got 12 beers that I'm going to give to you and I'm going to get them posted out um as soon as I can so I just randomly chose people from out of the out of the comments. I'm going to read out your names now. I think, hopefully, I've put a little beer emoji underneath your name in the chat. So if you've got a beer emoji, you're in. But if you hear your name being called out now, will you just belly flop into my DMs on Patreon? Not on any, any other platform, on Patreon. Send me a private message. Give me your address. And I'll get you one of my cans out and I'll just sign it with some, just do a little personal thing on it for you. Uh, in no particular order, let me just go through the 12 lucky winners of a signed can of Bear Your Soul Northern Monk. Here we go. It's good content, this. Good extra content at the end of the podcast. Um, 
Sorry just for everyone who's listening who isn't on Patreon. This is you want to switch off now, mate. Thanks for you. Thanks to you lot for listening as well, but this is just for the Patreon squad. In no particular order, I've got Cries or Craze, however you want to pronounce it. Alice Foster, Ben Milne, Gazman, Laszlo Hollyfield, Theo Paul, Stephen Jones, Carol, Muzz, Mark Southers, Christopher Reeves, Rachel Gillis. Congratulations to you lot. Slither in, get your addresses to me and I'll get you some wobbly pop sent out as soon as I can. Thanks to everyone for watching slash listening and I'll see you on the next one.